speeds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today and you're going to want to get more copies of this. So give us a call, 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn, and the road is our life, and we've got an awesome program lined up for you today. We have Joe Rview, and he was at Orchardville Church recently, and what a powerful, powerful testimony, and what great music Joe has, and everybody at Orchardville Church just loved him, and we know you're going to love him too, so if you'd like to get more copies of this program or any of our programs here at Lonesome Road Ministry, give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Now here's my pastor, Rick Hayes, to introduce Joe Arview at Orchardville Church. And tonight we have a special treat for you guys here at Orchardville Church, and I'm going to introduce him and He's going to have his liberty and sharing his testimony, and it's powerful. I'm just talking to him a little bit before church, but would you welcome Mr. Joe Arview to Orchardville Church tonight?
myself on a walkway And I couldn't help but run Driving my life in the fast lane Not far ahead of the gun I take a pill to get up in the morning And the whiskey got me to bed I never thought I'd ever see 40 All I've been through, guess I should be dead. I was searching for a life full of profit. And when I heard from a prophet of old, and I was carrying my gold in a pocket. When he told me of riches untold I was searching for the end of the rainbow When I found where that rainbow began Mama always told me, trust Jesus. I tell her, he was just a man. And I was hell bent to be a free bird, to fly away and never land. But Mama was right about Jesus He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the light And He walked through hell to free us I've walked through hell to find that light I was searching for a life full of profit And when I heard from a prophet of old I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me of riches untold I was searching for the end of the rainbow When I found where the rainbow begins Yes, I found where that rainbow begins I was driving on the road one day and I saw one of them big old beautiful rainbows.
And I remember, you know, all my life I wondered where the rainbow ends. You want to go find the end of the rainbow? Because what's there? Pot of gold, right? Pot of gold. And then I looked up. It's more important to know where that rainbow began, where it came from. Amen. Well, my name's Joe. That's my first name. My last name's Arview. I'm from, I have a Benton address. I'm from West Frankfurt, but really from Thompsonville, all right? I graduated in 1981. I was the valedictorian, and the C-plus is still on the record book. Amen. Well, I'm going I'm to just do a couple more songs, or maybe three. I don't know. I walk down the road that leads to destruction. See that I sow. Bought the fruit of corruption And I met Jesus Who changed me inside Now I am living Living good life Welcome to living I'm a living good life My God never leaves me He's right by my side They ought to take me someday To a land far away Where I'll go on living A living good life How many of y'all living that good life? Put my hand to the plow I don't labor in vain I put my seed in the ground I watch God bring the rain Yeah, I'm a farmer of faith I plant my rose straight I don't look back Keep it on track Give God the praise Welcome to living I'm a living good life My God never leaves me He's right by my side Hey, on to take me someday To a land far away Where I'm going living Living good life. Hey, welcome to living. I'm a living good life. <laughs> well, I wrote one song. I had six months of chemo, and I wrote one song. And this is it. It's called Have a Little Faith. I believe God made the moon and stars above Made a man and a woman and they would fall in love He made mountains and valleys and rivers that would flow 
I believe God made for me a place to call my home. The lilies in the valley, the birds up in the air, they don't have a worry, they never have a care. Just like God's creation, He will care for you each day. So put your trust in Jesus and have a little faith. Oh, have a little faith of a mustard seed. You can move a mountain off into the sea. Take God's hand and stand up tall. Don't let it go, you will never fall if you do Make that mistake Just do that little thing that makes it all okay Have a little faith Boy, it don't take very much, does it? Just a little bit of faith Life can be a struggle, and that we'll all agree. Times it's even hard to keep your sanity. When your back's against the wall, it makes it hard to even pray. That God will bring you through if you have a little faith. Oh, have a little faith of a mustard seed. You can move a mountain off into the sea Take God's hand and stand up tall Don't let it go and you will never fall But if you do make that mistake Just do that little thing that makes it all okay it's gonna be okay Have a little faith I'm gonna sing one more song for y'all. How many of y'all are married to a psychopath? <laughs> I'm married to a crazy woman. She's got to be crazy to put up with me. And I've been married a long time. 36 years. I know, it's a miracle. <laughs> well, uh, the best thing that ever happened to me was uh, I had three sons and led all three of them to Jesus. And when that happens, you feel like... We got it, amen? We're all going. And then you get grandkids. Starts all over again. Except you got a bigger heart than you had before. But I'm going to sing a song. We call it the baseball song. It's a song I wrote years ago about my kids playing baseball. Anybody ever play, with your, play baseball out with your kid? You know, you teach them to catch the ball and all that. And, and it's kind of unnerving because they, they got that bat or that glove and they don't know which way to put it and you, you throw the ball and every now and then 
you bean them pretty good, amen. I mean, it happens. But then there's that time when they just catch that ball, pop, and it's perfect. And they throw it back, and I go find it under the pickup truck and throw it back. But pretty soon, you're just throwing it, catching it, throwing it, catching it. And it's almost a wonderful thing. I didn't know it then. But every time I threw that ball, I was reconnected with that little boy. And that's an eternal thing. Psalms called, I love him again. I don't care if the sun don't shine Long as I'm with this boy of mine Playing baseball with an old wooden bat What could be any better than that? I guess I'm just a family man Cause I'm sure not a baseball fan Think I'm gonna tell him love him again I'm 39 and I'm holding on to a little boy going on 14 girls and hair on his lip living on potato chips he's becoming a man little too cool just enrolled him in high school And I think I'm gonna tell him I love him again Now he's 29 Holding on to a little boy Just been born I suppose I recognize that look of love in his eyes He's a godly man Walk and talk Don't reckon he'll ever fall Think I'm gonna tell him I love him again Now he 39, holding on to this old man, still singing songs about life, God, family, some things average folks don't see. Like giving your love to your little boys, take them fishing instead of buying them toys. I think I'm going to tell him. I love him again Now he's 49 Holding hands With this old dying man Life's so short Seemed like yesterday We were playing that baseball game And where I'm going be a better place when my boy shows up someday I know I'm gonna tell him 
love him again I love him again and again I love him again I don't know when the last time I sang that song, but I'm going to tell you, I've been singing it for years, and it's like the Word of God. It don't get old. Love, truth, honor, respect, all those things don't get old. Amen. We get an opportunity to love our children forever. That's an incredible gift that God gave us. Well, if you've ever been over on the other side of Louisville, on I don't know what road that is, but there's a sign that says, Bus Crash, 1988. Anybody ever seen that sign over there? We're traveling over there to see my son. He lives in Florence, Kentucky, and kept seeing that sign. We'd go there and back and forth. And so one day we got on YouTube and looked up what that was about. There was a a group of children, uh, youth, that went from Ratcliffe, Kentucky. That's where the church was from. And they went over to Cincinnati to the Kings Island. And I believe it's on the way back. It was kind of in the evening. And a drunk driver was going the wrong way on the interstate. They hit the bus, and when they hit the bus, it was an old school bus that they had the children in. And the guy hit the gas tank of the bus, and it exploded. Now, when somebody dies in a house fire, generally they die from smoke inhalation and don't really die from being burnt up. These children were burnt alive. Just immediate fire just took over this bus. Now, some of them were able to run out of the back of the bus and lived, but they were scarred, terribly scarred, but almost all of them died like that. Now, if America could ask God one question, what would we ask God? What, even Christian people, what would you ask God? It would probably start like this. Why? You know, isn't it amazing that if we got an opportunity to speak to the God Almighty, the first thing we want to do is straighten them out. Why, God? Why does that happen? Now, I've heard preachers preach about these things and say, but we can't explain why this happened. I can explain. You've got to go to Genesis chapter 2. And Adam ate from the fruit, and God said, you will surely die. And from then on, we have disease, sickness, pandemics. We have bus crashes. Bad things happen to good people. Now, when I got cancer in March last year of 2021, a lot of people said, why you? And I, I, honestly, I have to admit, I thought, 
I didn't really think about this. Why not me? You know, because I think I have an understanding of the fallen world that we live in, and why not me? Why not you? You know, and why am I alive? That, that maybe ought to be my question instead of why did I have to go through chemo, that uh, satanic drug. By the way, can I just do this? How many, is there any, would you like to say, I've, I had cancer, I'm a survivor? If you, well, the women don't count because they're tougher than us men, amen? <laughs> I mean, y'all are tough. But why not me? It's like two guys standing in the rain and one of them saying, how come I'm getting wet? Well, you're living in a fallen world and you're going to have situations like this. Well, what is Satan's role in all of this? We might say that, you know, all right, I had cancer. Other people have had cancer. I had a heart attack in 2018. I'm 58 years old. I've had both of those things. And we might say, well, what's Satan's role? Uh, he's completely powerless unless God gives him permission. Could you, would you agree with me on that? Come on, you know, can I get an amen on that? He is completely powerless unless God gives him permission. So, uh, you know, Job is where we go to find these kinds of answers, the guy that went through everything. And Satan had a conversation with God. As a matter of fact, God had a conversation with Satan and said, have you considered my servant? Job. So I want you to think about this. Maybe God was putting his reputation on the line, like he did with Job. He said, Have you considered my servant Job? In other words, if Job would have failed, God would have been a liar. Is it possible that when we have to go through situations that are hard in our life that God has actually chosen us to bring glory to Him. And that He puts His reputation on the line. I mean, what about it? I, everybody knows me uh, as a musician. I could say, well, I'll, I'll just go back. I'll go back in the bars and I'll, I'll, I'll go back to playing casinos or I'll do whatever I want to do because I had to go through cancer. As a matter of fact, it caused me to cling to my God because He was my source of strength. How come in every stupid movie, whenever the, the girl runs off, the guy runs to the bar and gets drunk? Are we all that ignorant that whenever we're going through a hard time, it turns us away from God? Shouldn't it turn us toward God? So, have you considered my servant Job? Adversity actually causes spiritual growth. It didn't take me very long to realize that during chemo, I was not going to be able to do anything. Uh, I thought I was going to play my guitar and write songs. Well, like the first day, I had a piece of bread. The second day, I had an egg. And from there, it went downhill. And, I, and I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And I lost my hands. The chemo caused my hands to have all these twitches and pains. and I couldn't play my guitar for 
Who's the, where's the guitar players? I couldn't play for like five to six months. Couldn't even. And, and you know what happened to me the whole time? I had this stuff in my head I wanted to play. Constantly. It, it's only for the guitar players. But it drives you crazy because you can't. I couldn't go and, and work it out and do it. So, adversity causes spiritual growth. Uh, Job, the way this went was that, that he, he's sitting and all of a sudden one of his servants comes and says, oh, you've lost all your sheep. Oh, you've lost your servants. You've lost this. You've lost that. Even his children. His children are kind of a... Uh, Hey, here's a, here's a perspective. They're all in one house, hanging out, drinking and stuff. I may be adding some stuff to that. But Job is taking care of the business that they're going to inherit, and they're not doing nothing. And anyway, they die. They die. And here's what uh, Job is left with. His wife. Uh, that, that hag. That psycho... I'm not talking about anybody else's wife. His wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? And with this, God did, or Job did not sin with his lips. So faith... Job had faith, but Job had an interesting kind of faith. It was a lifetime of faith that Job had. And I want to draw a comparison. Here I am walking around in my yard talking to God, and it occurs to me I'm not going to be able to do anything for six months. And I think this would be a foolish thing to not received from God during this time. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm the type of guy that I was busy all the time. And if I wasn't, I'd be making something to do. I had a switch to go on when I was about 22 years old. And it never, get, it never got shut off. It said, go to work, go to work, go to work, get more done, work a little longer. And all of a sudden, it all stopped. I, I don't know if I can help you understand that, but man, for me, that was the hardest thing. It all stopped. So it occurs to me, you know what? I need to find out what God wants from me. Because I know I'm not going through this for nothing. Now here's the, here's the meat. I had drawn a line, just like everyone does, and you will do, you will sin, you will do wrong in your life up to this point. In other words, you won't cross that line. Like you won't murder somebody. You won't have an affair. You won't whatever. You won't steal. You won't rob somebody. But you might cheat. You might lie a little bit. So your line is drawn right there. You understand? And God said, we're going to move your line. It's going to be back here instead of out there. And so the line was moved. 
And God revealed to me that He was really interested in holiness. Now, a fellow, I told that to a friend of mine. He said, that holiness is in Jesus. I said, yeah, I know. I'm talking about living it out. Living out my holiness for God. And every day, I'd pray, God, don't, take, don't, move, don't let me move the line. Lord, I, I, I have conquered. I've moved that line. Don't let me move it again. Don't let me move it out there where it was. Let me be successful, Lord. Well, one of the things that happened to me was I said, I am going to ask everybody I know to pray for me. And so I got on Facebook. I, I spilled it. You know, that's, that's risky. Who knows who's going to be messaging you with a bunch of junk you can't keep up with. I had a heart attack in 2018. I didn't tell anybody. I had cancer. I told my wife, I said, I've spent my lifetime making friends. I'm cashing in. And here's what I thought would happen. I thought, if all these people pray, and there were hundreds if not thousands, if they all pray, I'll get healed. I'll get healed. When we go for that treatment or for, for that CT scan or something, they're going to say, Joe, it's not there. When we go for surgery, I'm still thinking it. You know, I mean, they're, they're putting me out, and I'm still thinking when I wake up, they're going to say, we don't know what happened. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. You know what that means? God didn't do that. If He would have done it, it would have happened. Amen? So God didn't do that. Well, I, I'm not saying I was surprised that God didn't do that. So my friends amazing friends that I have who sent me cards and letters and, and called me and sent texts. And, and I want to tell you something. I felt so guilty because I thought, look at all the people throughout the years have told me they got cancer. I've been in the ministry since I was in my 20s. All the people that have done that, I can't tell you who had cancer. In fact, I'm one of those guys who goes, "Hun, didn't he die? No, he's still alive. But I have amazing friends that did that. So now I've got empathy, and now I'm going to try and keep that line where it is and remember to pray for those people when I hear the word cancer especially. But then there's some other friends who felt it was necessary to instruct me on faith and healing. You know them kind of friends? And God taught me something. Because I thought, you know what? They might be right. So I, I've searched the Scriptures and looking where Jesus healed people. The way He did it. Maybe, I'm, maybe I got the wrong method here. Something like that. Well, I searched the Scriptures. I found out how Jesus did it. And then I watched television. I'm going to find me a televangelist. And I found this woman. She's teaching on, guess what? Healing. I thought, well, this must be for me. Well, she says, I'm completely healed from head to toe. And I thought, you don't look like it. How old would you be if you was completely healed? 20? 12? 
She still had gray hair. She's kind of a perky gal, but I imagine when she walks in the shower, it don't look that way. Amen. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, I make fun of it, but the fact is, God did not heal me the way I wanted. He gave me a lot more than that. And I'm not just being spiritual. I'm being practical. I could never be where I am today had I not gone through what I went through yesterday. So, the other thing that God taught me was, Joe, I saved you when you were nine years old. And I have gone all of these years, I'm 58, and all of these years, I have served God. I have bumps in the road just like everybody. I've made mistakes. But all in all, I've believed in Jesus. I followed Him for a lifetime. It's a lifetime of faith that I have. Not some moment in a healing, but a lifetime of faith. And when you look at Hebrews chapter one or Hebrews chapter eleven, all of those people, that roll call of faith, nobody got healed. Most of them didn't get delivered. You know what I'm saying? It's about walking with God. How would you know what prosperity is unless you went through hard times? You won't know, would you? So I'm just saying, I have a lifetime of faith and my entire existence for the next infinity and beyond, if I could borrow from Buzz Lightyear, my next infinity and beyond, I trust Jesus for my eternal existence. So what I'm saying is, when you pray for a healing, for instance, it could be that you have already prayed that God would lead you in a certain way and grow you up in a certain way and everything you're going through is going to lead you to that place that you have already prayed for. You asked for this. How about that? And I'm going to go through this adversity and I'm going to come out on the other side of it a better man of God. And don't tell me I don't have faith. I've had it for a long time. Long time. Amen. I don't know how much time I got, but I could either finish or go on. It's two choices. Well, what I should be asking, here, you know, what, you, you want to ask the question why? You don't want to ask God why? Maybe we ought to ask Him, Lord, why do you put up with us? Lord, instead of why are we having to put up with you allowing bad things to happen, maybe we should say, God, why are you putting us up with us? As a matter of fact, Jesus, why did you come to the cross? Isn't there a great purpose for me because of that? Lord, why did you save me? Why did you call me? How many of y'all feel like you're called? I've been called, the called out. That's what we said this afternoon. We are the called out to serve God. 
well, undeserving? How about humility? Wouldn't that be a good thing for uh, America? A big old dose of humility? Could it be that God's given that to us right now? Let me tell you this. Those of you who watch TikTok videos or anything like that, any kind of social media junk or video stuff, every time it's people elevating themselves. Me. Oh, ball players? My goodness. That's their source of their strength. The source of their strength is, comes from being prideful. Where does that come from? Not God. The source of my strength is in my humility. I'm going to submit something to you in, in, in closing. And it's this. God is interested in me. And He's interested in you. He's interested in His people. Remember this. He's always interested in His people. So everything that goes on, good and bad, is for His people. In other words, all of the people in America that are not God's people, they're just, they're just this. And until they come into, into the fold and become God's people, they're, they're just, you know, you hearing what I'm saying? They're just in the way. We got to bring them into the fold. But a pandemic or any kind of tribulation, adversity in life, it's because of us. It's for us. A pandemic is for us. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll heal their land. How many of y'all watch, watch the news and you go, them people, if they would just get right with God, this would all be fixed. Could it be that God's people are the ones that need to get right with God God's people are the ones that need to repent in order for this land to be restored. I'm telling you, 2019 seems like history to me. It seems like a blur away when life was normal. We don't, we're not living normal life, are we? Right now, we're scared to death. We're going to catch something being in this place. I mean, I went through chemo, so I was way on edge with that. But all I'm saying is, we need to repent. And I'm going to turn it over to the pastor and ask you to just remember, God wants us to repent for our nation. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. What a powerful testimony and word tonight. Um, I like in that story too that Job had the audacity and nerve to question God on things. Um, and like he said, a lot of times we're doing that same thing. Like, why this? Why that? 
And then God goes in this whole explanation about everything he's created and how intricate all those things are. And then Job gets put in his place like, I shouldn't even say a word. That's the same with us too. We serve a God that knows what's going on, that's, that's marvelous, that's wonderful, that's designed everything. Who are we to question that when things come our way? I love what you said about that verse. That's, that's a chance for us to grow. When we go through things, it's a chance for us to grow, not to tuck tail and run the other way. So I appreciate Joe and his music and his testimony and that word tonight. If you guys will stand tonight. I will close this out in prayer. Well, thank you for being out here tonight. Looking forward to getting together with you again on Sunday. Amen. All right, Father, we thank you and we praise you for tonight. We thank you for that powerful testimony and word tonight, God. And Lord, let us take it tonight. Let's take it and apply it in our lives, Father. And Lord, I just thank you for the ministry of Joe Arview. I thank you for his testimony. I thank you for everything that you're doing in his life, God, to draw him closer and closer to you. And Father, I pray a blessing over his ministry, um, all the lies, Father, that he touches with his music and his, and his uh, speaking, Father, and his testimony. God, let that penetrate hearts and, and draw people to you. And God, he'll be the first to tell, tell us it's not about him, it's about what God's doing through him. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for this church. And Father, I just pray for safety as we travel out, and Lord, bring us all back Sunday, excited, passionate, and pursuing you with everything we have, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a river flowing from above to bring down God's blessings, to fill us with His love. And there's a fountain like a cool sun. If your answer
you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree those 18 wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past But I called his name This chance could it be my last Then I saw Jesus 
hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Friends, we know you enjoyed today's program, and you're probably wanting to know how to contact Joe Arview. His website is joearview.com, and of course, he's on Facebook, Joe Arview, A-R-V-I-E-W is how you spell Joe's last name, or you can just give him a call, 618-927-1986. Joe would love to hear from you, and he would love to come to your church, so... Contact him and let him know. Order some of his great music. And we're going to end today's program with another great song by Joe Arview. And this is Wayfaring Stranger. And nobody does it any better than Joe Arview. I am a This world of woe Yet there's no sickness Toll or danger In that bright world To which I go And I'm going there To see my father Fields lie just before me where God's reading the vigils keep, and I'm going there.
that she'd meet.